way on the outside. High cost easing off the heels. A high cost going back the rails as fully maxed ease off the heels. They come into the straight. Better than gold straightens up. Still has a length on fully max. The odds on favourite. He goes for the whip on it. It starts to lengthen stride. High cost down the outside. Angels of Fenway wide on the track. Better than gold hanging on to a slender lead. Fully max driving hard. Better than gold hanging on. Fully max coming. Better than gold. Better than gold. A long neck. Fully max. Wide on the track for third. Yes, that Angels was better than gold defeating. Fully maxed in the Noel Allen Memorial there at Blackall on Saturday. Race 7 on a bumper 7 race card. A horse that's really come of age, uh, this preparation, that's for sure. Welcome to this evening's podcast, the Greater Western Queensland Racing News Podcast. Andrew Watts with you here. As always, joined by the two usual suspects. Firstly, Maxi Tanks, uh, good evening. Now, we're going superheroes tonight. Now, it's a tough one. It isn't. It isn't. I'm a big, um, big Marvel fan. I've watched all the. Are you? Yeah, I, I love those Marvel cinem- like the whole cinematic universe, like all the Avenger movies, all of it. Just... Well, we we had um, we got Maltese's popcorn chalk tops at home the other night, and I thought I was just going to slip into the bedroom and watch my um, Foxtel series. And Fitzy goes, "No, if if you if you want some of that, you've got to watch it." And it was um, the Black Widow. Yeah. And I thought, oh, what's this going to be like? And it was a really good movie. I highly recommend watching like the cinematic universe in the yep. order of what it, like it, it occurs, like it's supposed to occur yep. in the Marvel like timeline. So, which one are you? Well, <coughs> I don't know. I don't know which one I am, but I've gone with um, Doctor Strange. I knew because he's Ooh. just a bit of a interesting character. Um, like he's he's obviously got he can like fly. He's got some sort of like energy shields, and he can do things with time and all that sort of stuff. And it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Introducing the other host, they often call her the Wonder Woman of the West, Brooke Richardson. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> Telling lies again. Um, <laughs> good evening. Uh, who, who, who are you going to? Yeah, look, I thought a little bit outside the box because I thought the boys would be right into the Marvel superhero characters. Um, if I could be anyone, I'd probably like to be Spider-Man. Can't say I'm right into um, the superheroes and all that sort of thing, but um, I've liked him since I was little. He's pretty cool. My son likes him, so... Um, that's got to count for something. But if I would have to say our real-life superheroes would probably be our doctors and nurses. Ooh. As you boys know, I've spent a little bit of time uh, since Rylan was born in hospital with him. He has a lot of um, airway problems, the poor little fella. But I honestly cannot praise our nurses enough and the flying doctors. And I just think they're phenomenal. Oh, my God, I can't speak today. <laughs> they're fantastic <laughs> and um but they deserve a shout out and um we're very lucky out here to have services of the flying doctors and uh it's definitely a great thing i agree 100 percent. now i'm going uh, a little bit retro with mine astro boy astro boy mm. oh yeah yeah i was having this discussion with uh one of our co-workers today about astro boy inspector gadget i mean are they superheroes they've got superhuman powers well, they, I suppose by the definition they are, aren't they? Yeah, it's probably a discussion for a different sort of podcast. But anyway, <laughs> let's talk racing and let's go to the Central West to start proceedings. As I said, seven of the best at Blackall with uh, treble to Anna Bakos, who stole the riding honours for the day, double for Emma Bell, and uh, Shane Iverson with a double as to Clint Austin. Let's go to race one, and it was the first league of Anna Bakos's winning treble for our old mate Raymond Fraser on All Too Sweet, who was too strong in the run to the line, defeating Strawberry Blonde 
and Granola State, but they've got a great association, Max, Fraser and Bacos. Oh, absolutely. And um, this horse, it, it's probably just around that right grade at the moment where it can pick off these these wins and that, you know, 50-55 company um, was, you know, probably just a really good, well-timed ride. I sat in there on the pace and then on the straight was able to... Um, stave off uh, Strawberry Blonde and Granola State. Benchmark 55 was race two on the card over 1,200 metres and Coupe de Ville, the first leg of a winning double for Clint Austin. Ben Moffat in the saddle, easy in the run to the line. Spelina was in second, never runs a bad race for Danielle O'Brien and Emma Bell and Jack Stream. A much improved run into third uh, for Todd Austin and Alicia Ross, but uh, a double for Clint Austin on his home tack, Trackbrook. Yeah, uh, probably... A big advantage being trained on the track, and I think Clinton's much the same as um, Todd. Both the fellas know what they're doing, and their horses are well prepared. Um, and a beautiful front running ride by Benny Moffat. You couldn't fault the ride. A very impressive win in race three, Max to Nick the Skip. He's had uh, six starts with Ivo uh, down there at Charleville, and that's notching up win number four. Yeah, this was um, another one of those ones that was jumping off the page in the form. I mean, you could put a line through that Ipswich start and it probably didn't get a lot of luck and um, Anna placed it in a really good spot. And then on the on the turn, she pressed the go button and um, he really exploded. Race four, the maiden, uh, was won in impressive fashion by Lucy Van Pelt, uh, trainer Billy Johnson and Emma Bell, the first leg of her winning double. Four lengths over Sarah Tarley, who's uh, knocking on the door, mistress of money, back into third. Uh, the winner, Lucy Van Pelt, Brooke, was impressive, but your ride there, Moment to Conquer, improving with every start. Yeah, Moment to Conquer's definitely getting better with, with each run. I don't think he's bred and built for the short races. If you have a look at him, um, he's a very, very big boy. But the winner, Lucy Van Pelt, uh, actually like this horse. I had the opportunity to ride it at Morumbah, um, the start before the Blackhall run. And I did say to Mel and Bill that I liked her and that um, she was definitely improving and doing well. And I sort of had a sneak in the word, Emma. I said, I reckon you've got to win this just on the low. and. Yep. She sort of said, oh, we'll see how we go, and it, and it bolted in. Yeah, it won well, so um, good job to Mel and Bill Johnson. Race five is the King's Rural Contracting Benchmark 65. It was over the 1,400 metres. And all honours with the winner here, Maxie Bird, and second leg of Clint Austin's winning double, Alicia Ross in the saddle. Defeated Strike Point, who was gallant in defeat for Mark Oates and Maddie Gray, and Mashani Blossom under the big 66 kilos, ran third for Shane Iverson and Anna Bakos. But Burden, look, he's been mixing his grades. He's been uh, racing in Cup Company and uh, back to a 65. He won well. Yeah, he did. And um, it was an interesting race because there wasn't a whole lot of speed on it. And I think Strike Point probably got caught out by that, got to the front and sort of didn't have, really have anyone to bring it into the race. And um, Burden, on the other hand, got the run of the race and Alicia was able to peel off the back of Strike Point there and um, then it was all over. But Strike Point did give another little kick back. And, um, but yeah, it was uh, definitely the Burden show. Race six was won in impressive fashion by Boom Fire. Wow. Second leg of Shane Iverson's winning double, a second leg of Anna Bacos's winning treble, three and a quarter lengths over Von Heroin. Tan Din ran in third, beaten four lengths for David Rewalt. Um, this horse ran a cracking time, ran about three lengths faster than the Open, which we'll get to shortly. But Boom Fire, uh, Brooke, was impressive. Ivo's flying. Bacos is flying. What more can you say? 
Yeah, they're proving to be a nice um, combination also. I think Anna's very lucky. She's got the um, combination with Fraser and now with uh, Iverson as well and it's paying off for her and they, they obviously all work well together. Um, definitely beautiful ride. She sat in behind the pace. She made a move at the 400, elected to start working her way out and peel around them and um, the horse just kept on kicking. And if you watch back to her other ride on um, all two... All too sweet. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm getting everything mixed up. Nick the skip. (laughs) She'd done the same. She made a move at the 400. She obviously knew where she had to be on that track because Blackall is funny like that. If you're not on the pace, you sort of struggle to make up the ground. So um, I think she was on to it early in the day, and it's paid off for her. Paid off uh, in spades as a purchase of better than gold by the Rodney Little camp. Uh, went up and won that pretty good race up at McKinlay, the Open, and faced its toughest task to date uh, on Saturday in the Noel Allen Memorial. Um, Emma was able to get it across, rack and stack them, turning for home, and uh, held on to beat fully maxed in the run to the line by a short half head, Angels of Fenway in third high cost, just three quarters length away in fourth. And the run of best guess wasn't too bad in fifth either. But uh, the ride won the race. That was uh, Emma Bell's uh, second of her double. The 54 kilos also was a telling tale, Max. Yeah, obviously that big weight turnaround on the boys, um, seven and a half kilos, <clears throat> definitely... Used it to her advantage, Emma. She got out nice and early, gave him, gave her a breather as she was coming around the bend and then um, on the straight had had enough in the legs to, to keep on keep on kicking. Um, certainly wouldn't have wanted any longer than 1,050, speaking to Rodney and Emma after the race. But yeah, like we said, they've really worked out this um, this mare now and she, she's taken all before and really progressed this prep, hasn't she? You know, all the way from that 50 company through to the o- couple of open wins. So... Um, congratulations uh, to Gary Stoll and um, Rodney Little and Emma Bell. Black Book. Uh, Black Book. Um, maybe high cost. Actually, that was a really big run um, in the open plate. Actually, the horse looked a treat in the yard and after first up after a, a little bit of a freshen up after that run at Tambo, I think it'll um, stepping out in distance will just keep improving. Five of the best from Hewington, headlined by the Spa Supermarket Cup. We'll get to that a little bit later. Race one on the card was uh, Lively Lass breaking its maiden status for Tanya Parry and Timmy Brummel. Over the barest of margins, over Crazy Suspect, who surely wins a maiden. It's been running pretty well in the coming future, Tanya Parry and uh, Keith Ballard. The odds-on favourite, Bazooka, um, in third for Dave Smith and Rick McMahon. But, uh, Brooke, the Tanya Parry juggernaut rolls on. Yeah, there's no stopping her at the moment. I think she's on a roll and it's um it's going to keep on going. She's got the horses to do so. So, yeah, congratulations to Tanya and her team. I'm sure that it's a big operation and it takes lots of hard work. Shiv Carney uh, certainly been one of the more consistent horses in the Northwest and got into a very winnable race there on Saturday and didn't disappoint uh, with a length to spare over Dollar Dream, who's really come forward since that McKinlay maiden win for Kerry Crow and uh, Danasia Smith, an arrogant heart for Ken McGuire and Scotty Sheargold in third. Yeah, um, obviously we've had what four seconds in a row before taking out this win, so it was um, definitely well earned. But came into this race uh, a fresh after a nice break from November last year, and um, fresh legs on the scene um, proved to be the difference. 
Uh, over to race three, as I just bring it up again, as was the Caulfield Transmark Benchmark 60 1200. I thought this was probably one of the better races on the card. And Craig Lee Altona, third up for Tanya Parry, and Keith Ballard uh, got the cash. Over Cato, who never runs a bad race for George Tipping and uh, Platinum Peter Cullen in th- second. And Far Far, anytime D Ballard gets on this one, you've got to follow it. And it ran third, just beaten under half a length. But uh, Craig Lee Altona. Um, it might not be trained by Stan Johnson, Brooke, but uh, the Craigley horses have had always a big impact out here in the bush. Yeah, I think he's um, old Stan. I've had the pleasure of riding for him in the past, actually, and um, he's actually a, a good old bloke. And, yeah, he's, his horses are um, seen everywhere, and he just keeps producing them, yeah. Uh, over to the next race, and it was a popular win for Cowboy Herman's Dark Archer. Finally back in the winner's circle, the cutest money went off, and it won impressively over Mertalica for Troy Clive and Danacia Smith. And Rockethead, another new acquisition for Tanya Parry and Timmy Brummel, into third. But, uh, Brooke, I always love seeing Cowboy in the winner's circle. Yeah, it's definitely good to see. I think um, he's one of the good guys and he's uh, he puts in the hard work. You know, he'll still saddle one up and get on it himself. So um, all credit to him. Every win's well-deserved. And, uh, yeah, he's a good old horseman. And the Sparse Supermarket, Hewenden Cup was race five on the card and it was a huge win for Mark Oates, Timmy Brummel and Chapalco. Seven and a half lengths up at sleeve over Snippy Strategic, a much better run for Kerry Crow and Nari Nelson. And the old boy Bench Eye Pegasus for Tanya Parry and Keith Ballard into third. Um, the time, it was a smooth nine lengths faster than the Benchmark 50. It was a win and it was an impressive win, Maxie. And uh, the boys were happy. The boys were cheering from Longroach. Yeah, I think it's just great to see this horse um, sound again. Obviously, he had some some feet issues at the beginning of his his preparation. We first picked him up, but um, he's he's certainly sound and feeling well about himself now. So it's just good to see him fulfilling that potential. Anything to follow from the meeting? Um, I think the uh, the run of Cato in the benchmark sixty. I know he's probably just been knocking on the door a few of his last start, but a uh, win's probably just around the corner, especially that tipping stable flying. Right, oh, Friday sees the 2020 Tokyo Olympics kick off. And uh, there's a lot of sports that go on in the Olympics that you only see once every four years, don't you, Maxie? Well, yeah, and there's plenty of sports that have been added this year as well, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, well, and next and the next Olympics too, are they try all these sports like breakdancing and things <laughs> like that. But I like a lot of the old traditional sports, Max, and the top five goes to the Olympics this year. Now, I didn't discriminate we can go winter or we can go summer as well because i think there's some great winter sports as as well as the summer ones there is um i'll, I'll start off then and yep. my number one i think it's probably uh a sport that no one probably watches for four years but every four years everyone gets around it's the swimming uh, yep. i know everyone sort of always glued to the screen you wouldn't know any of the names of swimmers any other time of year yep. but then once they come around the olympics um everyone's all around the swimmers um the wrestling Wrestling's yep. always good because it's just something different. You don't usually get to see it on, on the TV. Uh, volleyball, I think these yep. athlete, athletes are really underrated with what they can do. Um, they're all gigantic and seem to be pretty quick on their feet. Um, also, the athletics, obviously, um, it's another favourite of everyone to, to be able to watch the athletics. And then the rowing as well. It's a traditional sport, but it's just uh, something bit more out there that you wouldn't usually watch any other time of year. Now, a lot of our listeners wouldn't know, Maxie. You were a very, very good swimmer in your day. 
I wouldn't say I was a very, very good no, swimmer. No, you were. You were a very good swimmer <laughs> in your day. Uh, but it took a lot. Like a lot of these sports, although they fly under the radar, and I mean, racing is not too dissimilar. It's the early mornings, the strict diets, the, the late afternoon training as well. Oh, absolutely. I know that, um, yeah, there's the, the constant smell of chlorine and the, the yeah, there is the, <laughs> the burning early eyes. The afternoons, but <laughs> no, yeah, it is. The, these sports, and you know, you do put in a lot of effort. And I know everyone says it's only for, you know, once every four years that they're building up to something, but these sports all have their world championships yeah. each year. They still have their tournaments that they have to do and qualifiers. So it's not just, um, you know, roll out of bed every four years. There's definitely a lot of work that goes into it. Now, Brooke, uh, equestrian, is that a sport that, excites you at Olympic time? Yeah, I'd have to say it does. Um, yeah, obviously horses are in our family and my grandfather was actually a very good equestrian rider and he um, actually had the opportunity to head to the Olympics. It didn't end up happening, but um, yeah, I always tune in to see the, sh- uh, the show jumping. So yeah, it's probably one of my favourites actually. Right, I give us a list. Uh, so obviously equestrian at the top, uh, figure skating. I actually Ooh. really enjoy it, especially, I don't know the proper term, but you know the partnered one? Yep. I just think it's crazy how they do it. I couldn't do it. I'd fall on the ass. It kind of defies <laughs> gravity sometimes, doesn't it? Like, that's the way they sort of like yeah. act like. Yeah. I just, it amazes me. You'd have to be so strong and fit. Um, similar to that, I guess, the gymnastics. I really like watching the bars and the beam and all that sort of thing. Um, I was right into gymnastics when I was younger. Um, I love the boxing. I just love it in general. Uh, and the diving, I think that is amazing also. I'm not sure if I could dive from some of the heights that they do <laughs> oh. and spin and flip and carry on, but um, it's pretty impressive. I've belly flopped off a two-metre ball. I just wouldn't do it. Woodlawn <laughs> College scary. in the mid-90s. Um, <laughs> did you know um, rock climbing has yes. started in the Olympics? It's called sport climbing. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how they do that. Time, time, timed event must be. Yeah, it must be. Is it like a race, or is it like I judged? Have no on idea. <laughs> I haven't looked into it. But handball too. Like if you were yes. good at that at school, like hey. Well, that's a different type of handball. This is actually like um, it's like a it's almost like a it's soccer, soccer with it? your hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's like soccer with your hands, kind of like lacrosse. That sort of mixed up sort of thing. It's it's um, I mean, right. they are pretty physical as well. It's just insane. It's just things you wouldn't, you don't hear of. Right. So top of my list is pole vault. Now, I just wonder how you would wake up one day and go, "I'm going to do that sport." Because <laughs> you think, like you have no background to it. You don't do it at school. And yep. it's such a wow sport. Um, the bobsled in the Winter Olympics, like those, those that that um, amazes me. I love weightlifting uh, from all the levels, all the levels, males, females. It's it's a great sport. Um, from a young age, I've always loved the basketball at the Olympics when they first took the dream team into it, and and now it's it's, a, it's almost a professional sport. And um, how can you go past the track events, namely the two hundred, definitely the one hundred, but the relays, um, that time changeover, the baton drops, ah, oh, it's great. It that- brings back bad memories from school. <laughs> <laughs> Did you drop the baton? I wasn't fast enough. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, on to today's talking point, and uh, we're seeing um, 
quite a few TAB meetings rolling out across uh, country Queensland. Uh, we've already seen Barky this year. Mount Isa's on in a few weeks' time. Um, Emeralds had their fair share as well, and Roma's a regular on the on the Sky Channel um, on a weekend basis. But uh, it poses the question, if there was a track uh, around our area that you'd like to see get a crack at a TAB meeting, uh, who would it be and why? And I'll go to you, uh, Brooke, first. I might sound biased on this, but I'm going to have to say, there's two actually, but I'd have to say Barcaldon. I just think for the pure fact that um, it's a turf surface, uh, it's a really nice shaped track, the way it plays out. You can ride it a bit like a provincial. It's not necessarily your standard, really short, tight bush track. Um, I think, yeah, it'd look great on TV. And also Longreach, I think it's a great track too, even playing field, every horse gets a chance. And I think the committee does a fantastic job. Um, the way they host their meetings, I just, I've never been able to fault one. So that'd probably be my pick for um, our area. Maxie? Probably a bit left left field, but um, a track that I, I think is... Well, it always plays fair, so it's one of those ones that, you know, would encourage turnover. Everything you want yep. out of a good track is Tambo. Yep. Now, I, I, I've always had a good punting day there as well, so it's probably one of those things where you'd, I'd love to see it because you'd be able to get the, the better markets, yeah. uh, have a good betting day. And, but I think they'd definitely have to uh, make sure that the camera was in line with the, um, with the <laughs> post there because otherwise <laughs> that angle's going to probably make it a bit deceiving for a lot of the punters. Great Western Sprint Day. It's coming up too. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, two weeks of on. August, yeah. Oh, 31st of July this year. 31st of July. I'm excited. Um, two for me, again. Um, same as you said, McKinley. I'd love yeah. to, people to be able to bet on that track, that 450, 500-metre straight. Um, it's a unique setting. Yep. Um, you could even like do you like, have a crocodile Dundee in the background or something <laughs> to really cheer it up. But uh, I'd love to see that. And look, I like Blackall. I think they're probably in the Central West, the next club that might get a crack. Uh, I don't know when it'll be, but um, I, I don't know what the tracks actually like to to ride on Brook. And but um, I mean, I'd never really have much success punting there, but I do like the racing there, and it's a nice place to call. But the the racing there seems okay, Brook. Yeah, I think. Oh. I think it can be funny. I, I know some days you go there and it can be a bit like a shifty surface and your horse just, some horses just will not go on it. Yep. Um, and then other days, um, it's a beautiful track. Yeah, I find it hit and miss. Some days I have really good days there and other days, like probably Saturday, I was struggling to actually get my horses um, to travel through it comfortably. They were sort of dipping yep. and diving a bit. But yeah, apart from that, you know, it's quite a nice track. I think there's a lot out this way that are deserving of um, a TAB meeting, even if it's just on the off chance. But um, yeah. It's always a good talking point anyway. Yeah, Brooke, uh, off to Longreach this week? Yes, I am. I've got a full book, so I'm uh, pretty excited for that. Hopefully some winners. <laughs> no doubt you'll, you'll, get, you'll get one home this week. I'm Thanks for your time, Brooke, and we'll uh, catch up again next Tuesday night. It's always good. Thanks very much. We'll go to a break and come back with tonight's special guest. Tail of the field, Old Town Robe and tailed right off after bombing the start is Classic Wind as they sweep down to the uh, side of this track. 
600 metres left to go, 400 to go, and Flash Bibian in front as they come to the home turn. Flash Bibian is going to straighten up with a narrow lead here as they turn for home. And on the outside, Nick the Skips put itself into the race beautifully for Bacos. Doom just dropping off. Elfiado coming around heels, but it's got a fair bit to make up as Nick the Skip. She gives it one and races away, Nick the Skip. It's clearing right out, Nick the Skip. It's a horse with plenty of ability. It's going away to win by about six lengths from Old Town Road. Made yes, up Nick the Skip. Uh, certainly dominant there in race three at uh, Blackhall on Saturday, Max. Uh, five and a quarter lengths over Old Town Road. And uh, it was the Anna Bacos show, show, riding three out of the seven. Yeah, absolutely. A um, couple of really nice, nicely timed rides with Nick the Skip and also All Too Sweet. And then uh, topped it off also in there with a, a storming a wind down the outside on Boom Fire. And, Lucky enough to get Anna Bacos on the line for a chat. Uh, Anna recovered from that big weekend? Um, it was a big trip back, but always love travelling out there. Let's go through your winners, and uh, I know you've got a soft spot for the horse all too sweet. And you got the cash for your old mate Raymond Fraser, uh, half-length over Strawberry Blonde, and this horse goes for you, and it goes really well. Yeah, I've really liked him since day one. The first few runs after I got him, we were sort of just figuring him out, but we've got him got him down to a T now. We know what makes him tick and we know how to get him to win. And we go over to race three now and, and Nick the skip for Shane Iverson. Um, you, you've developed a, a great partnership with Ivo, um, you know, over the past couple of months. Uh, Travelling out and doing a bit of work for him also. And this horse, he's uh, certainly taken all before him on the country circuit and he's progressing through the grades nicely. Look, I couldn't say a bad word about this horse. <laughs> He's um he's an absolute pleasure to ride at the races. He's so quiet. He um he doesn't get himself worked up. Doesn't run his race before he gets out there. He just makes it so easy on me, and I'm just absolutely thrilled that Mr. Iverson and um owner Willie Toner have um had such faith in me with this horse. Now, Boom Fire was a very impressive winner later on the day. Now, I called this horse when he won his maiden at uh, Nurema, and he seemed a little bit wayward on that day, and then he went and won at uh, Kanamala, but the win on uh, Saturday, defeating Vons Heroin and Tardin, was full of merit. Uh, he ran about a lazy three lengths quicker than the open company horse, and uh, he looked like he won with a lot to spare, Anna. Yeah, I made the decision, um, coming to the 400, it didn't look like I was going to get a run up the inside, and having walked the track earlier with Ivo and how it was playing out throughout the day, I sort of made the decision coming to the fore. I was like, well, I've got to get out wide and get on the good going. And once I straightened, I um, let rip on old boom, boom fire and we just went away. Now, you've obviously been riding terrifically, um, especially, you know, in the past seven months of, of this year and putting in a lot of the kilometres as well and, you know, Talk us through it. It wouldn't say it was it was a slower start to your career, but a lot of people probably start, you know, really firing with that four kilo claim and then taper off. But you've almost gone the opposite here and and really started to ramp up those wins despite the claim dwindling. Yeah, look, I think early days, every apprentice, obviously the four kilos always makes you look pretty good on some of those horses. Um, but early days, you just you're only just a baby essentially, and you're mm. only learning what to do and I'm really glad that had the had the support of such good trainers out west, um, particularly at the moment, Mr. Raymond Fraser and Mr. Iverson, um, and they take on boards 
you know, little suggestions that I have about the horses and we try different things race day and um, all just a big team pays off in the end. And uh, how was it uh, saddling one up in uh, Ipswich the other day, actually? You rode Nick the Skip down there. Yeah, I'm actually based at Ipswich now yep. myself. Um, and I, when Ivo rang me two weeks ago and said, oh, you know, we're going to bring Nick down for this race. No sooner he said that, and I was like, all right, I'll ride him. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't miss a chance on my boy Nick. Uh, and he, um, that run at Tambo, he just he pulled up and he had a, touch of a virus so he wasn't wasn't 100% there and at Ipswich he just ran into a little bit of bad luck didn't get out when he needed to but um he redeemed himself well and truly at Blackhall. Now obviously making the trip out to Longridge this weekend have got a full book of rides? Yeah absolutely I've got um couple for Mr Iverson, couple for Clint Austin and one for Les Baker. Oh, the trickster Les Baker's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said he's going barrel racing on Saturday, Sunday. Not him, but these boys are going barrel <laughs> racing. Boys, yeah, they're mad little fellas, but they're a good family. <laughs> oh, well, you're certainly doing really well, Anna, and uh, we love seeing you out here in the West and uh, wish you all the best Saturday and uh, we'll see you trackside. Thank you. See you all there. Thanks, Anna. Thanks, Anna. Thank you. See ya. See you, bye. Right. Yeah, she's certainly riding well, Max, and a great point that you made about how she's sort of stepping right into that role, and it's going to stand her in good stead when she outrides that uh, claim. Oh, absolutely, you know, it obviously does get harder as, as you're in apprenticeship, and, and that claim starts to dwindle down, but, you know, it's great that she's, like she said, she's taking all that experience on board and, and using that to, um, to her advantage as she um, gains more rides. Brace yourself. This weekend, huge weekend ride across country Queensland. Bundaberg, Ingham, Julia Creek, Longreach and Roma as well as Cup Day at Mackay Max. And Moorumbah on Sunday. And Moorumbah on Sunday. That is the transferred, well-spotted, transferred Emerald meeting. Uh, you won't be at Longreach. You are heading up to watch the Storm beat the Cowboys. Yeah, I will be actually. It'll be, it'll be good to get up there, get away. But uh, we'll have... Uh, the footage in the uh, capable hands of Harrison Moore. Yes, uh, looking to make his uh, well long-awaited debut. Uh, that's the Greater Western Racing Queensland News podcast wrapped up for another week. Max Tanks, Andrew Watts signing out. Thanks to Anna Bakos and Brooke Richardson for their contributions. If you're racing over the weekend, uh, all the very best, and we'll catch you again next Tuesday night. Yeah.